On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by cardiologist Dr. Paddy Barrett, chatting all things cardiovascular disease. The way I look at this is that the the two statistics that everyone should really be aware of is cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death globally and in most developed nations, but it's also the most preventable. 90% of it can be prevented at an early stage if you just follow the right steps and formula. So I look at it as a, a scary opportunity. As ever available on all podcast platforms. Listen and follow the Left Wing Rugby podcast with me, Will Slattery and Luke Fitzgerald. As far as I can see, I always want to get in the Irish team. And that should be every young player's dream and ambition in this country. And if you're playing in a place where you're not going to get the opportunities in the big games, that they're the ones that get you picked. They are the ones, the Champions Cup games are the ones that get you picked. You need to be playing in a team and starting in a team for those games. It's as simple as that if you want to play in the Irish team. Every week on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Today on the Indo-Daily, the mogul, his fox and the mega-million settlement. Right now, Dominion is a joke, okay? Fox has admitted to telling lies about Dominion that caused enormous damage to my company, our employees and the customers that we serve. This week, the Fox Corporation was forced to pay an eye-watering $787.5 million to avoid a landmark U.S. defamation court case. One Michigan county using Dominion voting systems. Nearly 6,000 votes were discovered that were wrongly switched from Trump to Biden. They called it a glitch. The TV network was sued by Dominion, one of the electoral voting companies used in the US presidential election in 2020, which Donald Trump claimed was rigged. We don't know how many votes were stolen on Tuesday night. We don't know anything about the software that many say was rigged. Where they were flipping votes in the computer system or adding votes that did not exist. Fox stood accused of airing allegations it knew to be false. And while the station publicly defended its coverage, Court documents showed that behind the scenes, executives were having very different conversations. The Fox Corporation clearly deciding it was better to pay the money than have their star anchors try to explain under oath the election denialism and disinformation they either spread themselves for night after night after night. I'm Kevin Doyle, and today on the Indo-Daily, I'm joined by Sam Levine, voting rights reporter with The Guardian's US desk. We look at the fallout from the settlement for Fox News and the fact that the story is far from over. For us, this case has always been about exposing the truth and holding those who knowingly spread lies accountable. Sam, there has been a lot of coverage leading up to this case that this technology company Dominion were going to take Fox to the cleaners. They settled out of court in the end. But can you take us back to 2020 and exactly how this row started? Well, in 2020, most Americans had never heard of the company Dominion. It was a relatively obscure voting equipment company. It was founded in the early 2000s and was pretty widely used uh, across the country in 2020. There are a little under 1,200 counties across the U.S. use them. And after the 2020 election, Donald Trump, as is well known now, 
refused to accept the results. He said the election was stolen. And a key part of that conspiracy became Dominion voting machines. In one Michigan county using Dominion voting systems, nearly 6,000 votes were discovered that were wrongly switched from Trump to Biden. He and his allies, people like Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani, his lawyers, went on TV, were saying publicly that Dominion rigged the election for Joe Biden. They said that Dominion had an algorithm that flipped votes. They said that Dominion paid kickbacks to government officials. They said that Dominion was founded in Venezuela to help Hugo Chavez rig elections. We use largely a Venezuelan uh, voting machine, in essence, to count our vote. We let this happen, we're going to become Venezuela. Just ridiculously outlandish lies that had no basis in fact, but were being aired over and over again on television. And a lot of these allegations were aired on Fox, which was a very powerful way of elevating them, distributing them to Fox's conservative audience. And as Fox was airing them, Dominion was sending them notice after notice. They sent you know, over 3,000 communications to Fox saying, what you're saying is false, stop broadcasting it. And Fox did not do that. After Fox began giving the allegations extensive coverage, Dominion started sending the network fact-checking emails and retraction requests, which the company alleges were ignored. Dominion argued in a court filing that 19 of the 20 broadcasts it claims were defamatory occurred after the company began sending fact-checking emails. And what's interesting is that most people would know that Fox is somewhat aligned or certainly was at that stage aligned to Donald Trump. It has a particular view of the world. But on other media outlets at that stage, or most other media at least, these claims from Trump were being reported, but pretty much universally dismissed. Is that the case? Yes, that's right. These were claims that were covered elsewhere. It was certainly a newsworthy story that the president of the United States and his allies were making these claims, but other outlets covered them with much more skepticism, even outlets that were that are owned by Rupert Murdoch, outlets like The Wall Street Journal and The New York Post. You know, they were covered saying, you know, there's no basis for these claims. These are unproven allegations. And as more and more time went by, many outlets just called them lies, you know, that these were not true. But Fox and a couple of other conservative outlets really took a different path and covered them as if they were fact, as if they could be true when it was very clearly not the case. And while the legal suit didn't get all the way to court, we know from some of the evidence that was dug out, I suppose, in the build up to that, that there was a lot of conversations taking place in Fox at the time. Some people felt the ratings were under pressure. And let's call it what it is. Conspiracy content was selling for them. It was bringing in the ratings. Right. So the other thing that's going on at Fox at this time is in 2020, Fox called the election for Joe Biden. They were one of the first news outlets to do that. And that drove their audience 
crazy. The Fox News decision desk can now project that former Vice President Joe Biden will win Pennsylvania and Nevada, putting him over the 270 electoral votes he needs to become the 46th president of the United States. As part of this lawsuit, Dominion produced a trove of evidence, just really a stunning amount of communications, emails, text messages internally at Fox showing that they were concerned about losing their audience to other conservative outlets, outlets that are even more conservative than Fox. Uh, that, and those outlets at that time were engaging these conspiracy theories. And in Dominion's telling, that really drove Fox to engage the conspiracy theories as well, because they were afraid of losing their audience to these other outlets. And they also acknowledged that viewers were drawn to election fraud allegation coverage and that they would go to other networks if it wasn't on Fox's airwaves. So in these messages, you see phrases like, we need to respect the audience. You see that over and over again. You know, this idea that this is what our audience wants, and so we need to give it to them. And give us some of the names involved here, because while Fox News obviously wouldn't have a very big audience in Ireland, we do know some of the names like Sean Hannity. These people have become famous almost on the back of their coverage of Donald Trump. What were they saying in the background? Filings reveal top Fox hosts like Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingram privately trashed the Trump team. Sidney Powell is lying, by the way, Carlson wrote to Ingram. It's insane. Ingram responded, Sydney is a complete nut. No one will work with her. Ditto with Rudy. It's unbelievably offensive. Our viewers are good people and they believe it. Sean Hannity saying, I did not believe it for one second. Well, you see people like Tucker Carlson, you know, who's a very prominent Fox host saying Sidney Powell is lying, you know, and using profanity to describe her. And, you know, that was just stunning for many people here to see because Tucker Carlson is such a prominent conservative figure now, so closely aligned with Trump and that movement. And in these text messages, you know, he says, I hate Trump. I can't stand Trump. I can't wait to be rid of him. Uh, Laura Ingram, another very prominent uh, news host, just says, you know, Rudy, pa Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell are nuts. No one will work with them or believe them. Sean Hannity also says the same, you know, as time goes on, he's, he very clearly says to his fellow hosts, there's no evidence to back this up. Uh, Dominion also got messages from Rupert Murdoch, where he says this is really crazy stuff, um, which is just stunning to see, you know, the top figure at Fox News acknowledging that what this network was broadcasting was totally crazy. Fox's defense was freedom of speech, effectively, that these allegations were out there. It was a public controversy and therefore they were entitled to report on them. That was the official line. Well, Fox took a couple of defenses. They were trying a couple different angles and that was certainly one of them, that th these were newsworthy allegations being said by the president of the United States being amplified by his lawyers and how could they not put them on their air that you know any member of the public at the time wanted to know what these allegations were and fox had 
an obligation as a journalistic outlet to provide that to its viewers. You know, they also took a broader First Amendment defense that if Dominion were able to find them liable for defamation, that there would be broader implications. Other news outlets would be chilled from broadcasting controversial allegations because they're worried that they would be sued. They also took another interesting defense, which was that even though there was skepticism of these claims at the network, that the actual people involved in putting these claims on the air didn't express that skepticism, that they didn't know that these were false. So that was sort of a combination of all of their defenses. The classic thing, anyone who listens to a radio interview, the journalist playing devil's advocate, that didn't happen. Right. And so the settlement figure, 787 million US dollars, it's pretty huge. Were Dominion able to argue that they actually lost that much money or there has been that much damage to their company? Or how does it work in America? Is it just a big compensation figure to make it all go away? It's more the latter, that this is the amount that Dominion and Fox settled on to end the lawsuit. Dominion had been arguing in its papers that they were entitled to $1.6 billion worth of damages. That was the amount that they were seeking from a jury. And they sort of put a formulation into their filing saying, you know, we think we suffered. I think they said they lost $6 million in revenue, a million dollars in lost enterprise value, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in security costs, hundreds of thousands of dollars in, you know, educational costs that they had to spend dispelling the lies that had been spread. So the amount that was settled was less than they were asking for, but it's a number that they agreed on to make the case go away. And one thing I'll add is just that that was always considered the place where Dominion was the most vulnerable. There was skepticism that they could convince the jury that they could get $1.6 billion, that it was the damage they had suffered was worth $1.6 billion. So the fact that they came away with a settlement that was worth you know, $800 million, which is still a huge amount of money. It's been reported here that it's one of the largest payouts in a media defamation case ever is quite significant. You mentioned Rupert Murdoch, of course, now 92 years old and his role in all of this. There was one memo uncovered in that where he had written, we, we don't want to antagonize Trump further. And you reported in your own column in The Guardian, that he was likely to be called to the stand uh, as possibly the second witness had this case kicked off properly. That's right. He was going to be called this week. He would have been on the stand, you know, probably today or tomorrow, uh, being forced to answer very uncomfortable questions under oath from Dominion's lawyers about what he believed at the time, why he didn't step in to stop Fox's coverage of this issue, even though he was clearly aware that it was false. Um, And that might have led him to say, 
you know, very embarrassing things on the stand about, you know, his role in protecting Trump, how he sees the audience. And the court filing makes clear that after the riot at the Capitol, Murdoch was through with Donald Trump, writing in one email, Fox News very busy pivoting. We want to make Trump a non-person. I think a lot of people were expecting it to be this public reckoning where Murdoch would have to acknowledge that Fox distorts the truth in order to keep its viewers. And what about that question? Because I know all these legal negotiations can be complicated, but Fox haven't actually come out with an apology on the back of this. It's a money settlement. They don't have to go on air and actually tell their viewers, not only did we broadcast lies, but we effectively promoted those lies. That's right. There's no public apology required from Fox as part of the settlement. And there's been a little bit of surprise at that here. I think a lot to a lot of people, that kind of apology, that acknowledgement was worth more than $800 million. But Fox released a statement after the settlement saying, we acknowledge that the court found that what we broadcast was false, sort of a very lawyerly twisted way of kind of sort of acknowledging that they broadcast false claims. Obviously, that's not on air. Um, And, you know, if you are a loyal viewer of Fox, it's very conceivable that you might not know that this settlement ever existed. Um, You might not know that these claims were false. Um, So, you know, I think what Dominion has said is that getting an $800 million settlement is holding Fox accountable. Um, It's not something that you can just overlook or goes away. And that even though there isn't a public apology, Dominion has already held Fox accountable in that way by publishing this trove of internal communication showing what they knew was false. Fox and Dominion have reached an an historic settlement. Fox has admitted to telling lies about Dominion that caused enormous damage to my company, our employees, and the customers that we serve. Nothing can ever make up for that. Throughout this process, we have sought accountability and believe the evidence brought to light through this case underscores the consequences of spreading lies. And even though there won't be a public apology, those documents, those emails and text messages from Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, saying this is BS, you know, those will exist in the public record forever. What about the damage to Fox, though? Does that financial hit, does that make life more difficult for them? And even Murdoch himself, because... People will remember in the UK when there was the phone hacking scandal, he talked about what had happened there being the most shameful day in his life. And the news of the world ultimately was shut down on the back of that. Is there any threat to Fox's longevity or sustainability on the back of this? Well, if you ask Fox, they'll certainly say not at all. They've been pointing very aggressively to the fact that their ratings have held constant their share price, the share price of Fox Corporation doesn't seem to be affected yet. And I think there's a sense here that this really isn't going to affect financially. So it might sting a little bit, but I don't think it's going to 
cause serious financial harm to the company. And I think that's also leading to some of the disappointment over the settlement here that it seems unlikely that anyone at Fox will be fired over this. I mean, there were top news executives who are aware that these false claims were being broadcast. Uh, The company doesn't seem to have suffered a significant financial hit. So some say Fox seems to be getting off relatively easily. I think one wrinkle in that could be, and we'll have to see how this plays out, is there could be lawsuits from shareholders who say that Fox, Fox's board of directors harmed the company because they knew that these claims were false and allowed them to, to be aired anyway. And that caused you know significant reputational harm to, to the company. But those lawsuits, I think, we'll just have to see how they play out. And what about their editorial line going forward? Because I was very struck. We had Joe Biden over here in in Ireland recently and there was a gaffe, as there often is with Joe Biden, where he talked about his long lost cousin, Rob Kearney, beating the black and tans. The Fox News report of that, which I watched, suggested that what Joe Biden had said was deeply offensive to his Irish hosts. You see this tie I have with the shamrock on it? This was given to me by one of these guys. Right here, was a hell of a rugby player. They beat the hell of the black and tans. Oh, God. In reality, Rob Carney will probably put that statement on his tombstone because if you were going to make a joke in an Irish pub, the idea of one of our most famous rugby players beating the British paramilitaries, um, it's the kind of gaffe you probably want to make in an Irish pub, let's be honest. So there's absolutely no offence will be taken in Ireland. And yet that's the way it was being presented to the audience in Fox News as Joe Biden coming over to Ireland and upsetting people. Yeah, I think it's hard to imagine that this is going to make a big editorial difference at Fox in terms of the way it covers news. This is something that Fox knows works for their audience. I think they understand the power of, you know, riling up their base. And as one lawyer said to me, you know, Fox just sees this as the cost of doing business. I think the effect it might have is it might cause them to be a little more careful in how they make these claims. You might see them couching it just a tiny bit more to protect themselves, saying things like, these claims are unproven or we don't have any evidence to support this yet sort of putting in maybe more lawyerly language uh, to protect themselves from future defamation lawsuits. But I don't think it's going to make a substantial difference in how they report on the news. Finally, Sam, what about their relationship with Trump as we go forward towards the next presidential election where he Maybe a candidate. He may be in jail. Who knows? What is their attitude to Trump now, given all those statements, those private correspondence that are out in the open? Well, they don't seem to be too openly hostile to Trump. Trump had a sit-down interview with Tucker Carlson a couple weeks ago, where Carlson was very much, um, you know, fawning over Trump. So that relationship doesn't seem to have frayed too much. You know, Rupert Murdoch reportedly had 
a meeting with Ron DeSantis um, some time ago where he reportedly said that he would support him for president in 2024. So I think we'll have to see how that plays out. But there certainly isn't a sense that Fox has turned against Trump or anything like that. My thanks to Sam Levine, voting rights reporter with The Guardian's US desk. I'm Kevin Doyle, and today's episode was produced by Garrett Mulhall, researched by Paul Highland, with sound by Gavin Hennessy. Archive clips were from Fox News, CNN, CBS, MSNBC, NBC, RTE, and independent.ie. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow, and leave us a review. 